0: Hey, it's Seeking Plum. If you've been watching the news, then you've seen that accusations of sexual, sexual misconduct, etc., have reached Congress. Whether it's Hollywood or mainstream media or Congress, there seems to be a new statement coming out from someone over and over and over. So I've been doing a lot of thinking. Now I would call myself a feminist. Now what I mean by that is that I believe in social, political, and economic equality for the sexes. So, I'm not looking for a leg up or anything special for women. I just want equality. Anyway, I've been thinking about all of these stories. I think that when someone is privileged or favored or set apart in any way, whether it's a member of a group, so a race or a gender, or as an individual, like a favorite employee or a teacher's pet, maybe a colleague or a favorite child, then they usually, the favorite party can't see that their status or their advantages. They just can't see how these things affect those around them. They think that how life is for them, life is for everyone. It's never dawned on them to think anything different. So, I've talked about my kitten Chloe, she is a polydactyl, so she has an extra toe on every paw. But she's never known anything different. That's always been her existence. And when I watch how she maneuvers in her world, it's just slightly different than the way Bart does. She has an added bit of agility, even a different way of playing with toys. If we were to pretend that she was human, That person might consider what it was like not to have that extra digit, but they may not consider not just the immediate, but like the consequences, the actual living of life without that digit. Here's an example. Once upon a time, I used to say, I don't see color. I'm embarrassed to say it today. And it was utterly insensitive because by saying that, it dismisses the lives and experiences of people of color. By the luck of the genetic lottery, I was born white, and I have that advantage. But I don't understand fully, and I'm still learning about the lives of people of color and the experiences that they face. It probably will be a lifelong journey. The point is, at one point, I was blind not saying that I'm fully seeing now, but I was fully blind at that time. And I think for some of these men that are or have been accused, that say they see the examples or the situations differently, that it was just a kiss or a hug, I think that due to their status as men and their advantages they don't fully understand the situation that they've put women in when they do that I think the first step is understanding that there are power dynamics everywhere then it's understanding regardless of what position we are in that dynamic the one in power or the person who is subservient to that person We need to reflect on how we perpetuate all of these things, whether it's a race issue or a gender issue. It's obvious when those in power are responsible, but the ones who are subservient to them are also responsible when we don't call them out. Or if in the way we call them out, it fuels the vicious fire. I think it doesn't really help matters to point the finger at anybody and say that that person or that group is responsible because every race and every gender and every person and group is responsible for this messy state of humanity, whether you're looking at a macro level or a micro level. This hasn't been very direct, but what I think I'm saying is I can understand why some of these people don't understand what they did wrong. I'm not saying it excuses it, but I think I can understand it. However, I think the answer then is self-reflection and becoming aware of the problem. Then we can address it. At least that's my take. shifting a little bit with many of these stories we're hearing a lot of claims of what about innocent until proven guilty for a long time now I felt that this phrase does not really apply to any cases that have to do with abuse of any kind because it really goes back to the idea of power dynamics the physical evidence often doesn't last And it's the scars that do last that keep you from stepping forward. And sometimes there isn't even any physical evidence, which makes these cases really difficult. Let's just create a hypothetical. In a couple, what if one was psychologically abusing the other, emotionally and mentally, for years? And finally, the other decides to turn on the abuser and kills them. It is, in a sense, an act of self-defense, isn't it? But where's the evidence? You can't show the inner scars. This isn't quite the same, but a few years ago, I was doxxed. I won't give you the full rundown, but essentially, I expressed a few opinions, and this other person didn't like it. They rounded up a few of their minions, or followers, if you will, And they decided it was important to seek out who I really was. They found an old address, an old phone number, and a different last name I once had. After much pressure and effort, we got them to take down some of the information, but not all. And although it's not entirely accurate, just the idea that people would do this and that they have the potential to seek you out... Well, let's just say it's left some lasting marks. I rarely sign up for contests that might expose my name or location. I guard a lot of those details more closely online as well. Did he know what he was doing? I think he knew what he was doing for himself. I don't think he considered or maybe cared what that might have uh, done or how it might have affected me. I'm not saying that these kinds of cases can't be won. I'm just saying that when you do use that phrase, innocent until proven guilty, and that is your focus, what tends to happen is that the focus becomes on the victim rather than the perpetrator. The victim is analyzed and becomes a victim again. Because how do you prove you weren't, quote, asking for it? How do you prove you didn't say no? How do you prove that there are scars internally? The phrase itself, innocent until proven guilty, really is meaningless in the grand scheme of things because it doesn't play a role in the case itself. But in the court of public opinion, I think we pay too much attention to it, particularly in these kinds of cases. Well, that's where my head is with it now. Perhaps in time, I'll come to somewhere new.
1: Red Weekend Watcher, and I want to respond to your "innocent until Guil- uh, proven guilty" segment. It really, just to say this, right? You you said that that you know that, that axiom doesn't work very well in this you know the sense when we're talking about uh, public opinion or even you know, personal opinion, uh, which is good. Uh, it's it's just not a legal standard that we that we rely on. It's for good reason that we don't rely on it in the uh, in the legal sense. But it's a little bit more important to me that we continue you know, upholding a principle, uh, I guess, in a legal sense, that the you know, in where we do have a, a clear victim and a clear offender, uh, that victims don't determine the punishment, uh, and because that devolves very quickly, uh, it it became just, for me, it be, I see a, a race to the bottom in a world of. Uh, creating a system that's filled with revenge and uh revenge isn't the point i guess uh but for for me revenge is not justice and revenge does not make us better people so in a sense that does apply a little bit uh more personally that i don't think that revenge at the personal level not even at the legal level uh is a mechanism that gets us to uh being our better, most fulfilled selves, but that could just be me being a, a, a wee bit naive. Anyway, you continue to do the
0: thing. Hey Reggie, you know, I, I'm i not pleased with that segment I did. I mean, I wasn't when I finished it, and I even more so now. See, I, I don't think that the axiom is entirely bad or wrong. I just think that in these particular cases, sexual assault and abuse cases, that it can be problematic because the focus is turned on to the victim rather than focusing on the perpetrator and what happened. In my limited knowledge and experience of reading about these things, those are the only kinds of cases where I've seen that happen. So that's why I limited it to those types of cases. So I don't want to throw out the axiom altogether, because I still think it's valuable. I'm with you. I think that, that following vengeance as a driving force is completely the wrong way to go. We don't want that at all. But I didn't take the time or enough time to think about this very much, or to think about um, alternatives. And it's something I wanted to do, I've been meaning to do, but in my sleepy brain I just, I just tossed out the idea without, without much thought. And I, it was irresponsible and I, I, I just, uh, yeah, so I'm, I wish I had handled it a bit differently, but I, I'm with you, I completely agree.